breaking news that should get the attention of every Catholic, regardless of our feelings about the state of the church. I'll jump right into this. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Pope Benedict XVI is very frail and has been sick since his visit to Germany, German journalist said. Despite his illness, Pope Benedict was optimistic and stated he might take up writing again if his strength returns. It's worth pointing out here that he is 93 years old, and as such, any illness he falls under is something to be taken very seriously, and especially at, in these days when everything is in such a state of confusion. That Register article says that it isn't the affliction, but a bacterial infection of the skin, which causes a painful red rash that he has been dealing with. It can res- has a bunch of side effects, including uh, it can lead to something called lymphedema, but which can be treated by antibiotics. Now, I didn't know what lymphedema was, so I had to look it up. According to the Mayo Clinic's website, quote, Lymphedema refers to swelling that generally occurs in one of your arms or legs. Sometimes both arms or both legs swell. Lymphedema is most commonly caused by the removal or of damage to your lymph nodes as part of cancer treatment, end quote. So, in other words, what he's dealing with now is the result of his other previous ailments, or at least some of the side effects of that in combination with what apparently is shingles that he got while traveling. Being that he is 93 years old, this is something to take very, very seriously, and for that alone, he needs your prayers. Compound this with the state of the church, and the questions and assumptions that will be raised when he eventually passes, this is potentially a dire situation that frankly could only happen in 2020, all things considered. Now, I will have more on those questions later, because I had been planning to do a video on um, my questions about his resignation, but I'm going to delay that at least for a couple of days, you know, because I think it would be in poor taste at this point. First, though, the article provides some good details about the state of his health with a hint towards the future. According to the author, quote, Peter Sewald, his biographer, told PNP, the German outlet, that Pope Benedict has been very frail since his return from visiting his ailing older brother, Monsignor George Ratzinger, in Bavaria in June. Monsignor Ratzinger died in July 1st. Sewald saw Pope Benedict XVI at his Vatican home in the Mater Ecclesia Monastery on August 1st to present him with a copy of his latest biography on the retired Pope. The journalist said despite his illness, Pope Benedict was optimistic and stated he might take up writing again if his strength returns. Sewald also said the former Pope's voice is now barely audible. PNP, which is where the uh, National Catholic Register story that I got this from came from, also reported August 3rd that Pope Benedict has chosen to be buried when he does ultimately pass, in the former tomb of John Paul II, in the crypt of St. Peter's Basilica. The body of the Polish Pope was moved into the upper part of the Basilica when he was canonized in 2014. Like John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI has written a spiritual testament which can be published after his passing. End quote. Now there's an interesting detail. I guarantee you that his spiritual testament will sell more copies than any recent popes, and for obvious reasons. Before it is published, people will project their own theories about his state onto it, thinking that it will reveal the answers to all the questions many of us have about his papacy and whether his resignation was voluntary or not. 
If anything, that book will be so heavily vetted by the Vatican before it is published that its contents should be as suspect as the released version of The Third Secret of Fatima. And why? Because it is clear that Benedict has a handler, and his handler is Archbishop George Gonswine, who was the personal secretary of both Francis and Benedict until a few months ago, when it was reported that Francis gave him assisting Benedict, I say assisting in scare quotes, as a full-time job. That was, or if that was, or was at the route the time that the scandals hit of Benedict and Cardinal Sarah penning a book together that really stirred the pot. I'm sure you remember that. Which is why I take the following statement by Gonswine about this situation with a very heaping grain of salt. Quote, Gonswine told CNA that Benedict's condition was nothing for particular concern. That, quote, the health condition of Emeritus Pope does not give cause for particular concern, except that of a 93-year-old who's overcoming the most acute phase of a painful but not serious illness, he said. End quote. Yeah, okay. Look, Benedict will probably recover from this. Probably. But again, he's 93 years old, it is 2020, and frankly, we are heading towards some ominous anniversaries of the Fatima message. Some of us are just naturally a little on edge lately. In fact, I think most of the Catholic world is when it comes to all things that might point to things in the world getting worse. And the passing of Benedict would not be a positive sign, to put it mildly. But even despite all of that, he does need our prayers. So please pray for Pope Benedict and for his, his recovery and his spiritual strength so that he can continue to pray for us because whatever his position in the church is right now, he is still at the very least a bishop of the church and he has the power he has great power to pray for us especially in a time of suffering we hope that he he finds himself in a spiritual in a good spiritual place given all giving his condition right now and why do i make it sound like he's passing since 2018 he has said that he was clearly on his pilgrimage home that was his way of describing his situation not mine and it comes from the fact that his health has been on the steady decline since 2018 His cited reason for resigning in 2013 was his health being in decline and not wanting to spend the final years of his pontificate unable to perform the duties of the job, which, by the way, is a subtle pointing to the latter years of the John Paul II pontificate, which brings to mind, for me at least, the main plot of Malachi Martin's Windswept House, which featured the forces of the uh, Novus Ordo Seclorum trying to force John Paul II to resign from the papacy, using his health as an excuse to force him to resign. And I'm sure that's all just coincidental, though, given how things would play out 20 years after that book was published with literally the next pope. But I digress. But Benedict had this to say on one critical issue, and that's the state of the world. This is, this is really good stuff. All this brought the contents of his biography, published by Peter Sewald, back into the headlines. Apparently it was published back in May, and the media pounced on his statements about them, especially about um, Moloch worship and James Martin uh, unions, which he called part of the spirituality of Antichrist. He said this permeated everything in the culture, and that they were laying the groundwork for his, for his meaning the Antichrist's arrival, by accepting it. Pretty neat stuff, but here's more. Quote, Modern society is in the middle of formulating an anti-Christian creed, and if one opposes it, one is being punished by society with excommunication, he went on to say. The fear of the spiritual power of the Antichrist is then only more than natural, and it really needs the help of prayers on the part of an entire diocese and of the universal church in order to resist it. End quote. 
I hope you're praying for the leadership of the church during these times because they need those prayers. They need to be leading us and, frankly, the world in opposing this turn of the world against the faith and the church and its turn towards the Antichrist. And that movement is literally seen everywhere. And I haven't put these quotes on the screen because I did have to, shall we say, straighten them up a little bit for, for our hosts. But on this, Benedict has more to say, quote, in the meantime, events have shown that the crisis of the faith has led also especially to a crisis of Christian existence. This, he continued, is what the Pope has to have in front of his eyes. Of course, he pointed out such events such as Vatty leaks are a nuisance and not understandable for the people in the world at large, and deeply disturbing. The real threat to the Church and with it to the Petrine office does not come from such things but from the worldwide dictatorship of the seemingly humanistic ideologies. To contradict this dictatorship, Benedict explained, means the exclusion from the basic consensus of society. End quote. And to that I suggest you think about what happens when you oppose the movements en vogue with the world, or at least en vogue with the opinion makers, who now seem unable to craft the opinion of the public that they are supposed to be doing with the concurrent, unmentionable activities out in the broader world that have lately involved the burning of Bibles, the defacing of our churches, and the call to erase and rewrite our history, coming from the agents of chaos and their lackeys and the public servants. At the heart of this are these humanistic ideologies that Benedict is speaking of here, and they are being imposed upon people in a dictatorial fashion. Oppose them, and you are pushed to the margins of society by people who wish to impose their wicked rule, and to remove the kingship of our Lord from society altogether, in the name of justice, of course. Benedict's health is not in a good place, and he needs your prayer. So I tell you that again in closing, so please pray for Pope Benedict. And please offer your rosary for his health today, and keep him in your prayers moving forward. And if you can't offer him your rosary, at least say a few aves for him, okay? Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>